hello and welcome to episode 86 of the British Wrestling Experience on postwrestling.com and I'm your host Martin Bushby and joining me are Benno and Andy Ogden and lads I absolutely cannot believe it's March already I mean where's the year gone but um, how's things with you guys Andy I mean it's been a while since we last talked um, what have you been up to recently I've seen that you've uh, been to a number of gigs recently was it Wolf Alice in uh, Manchester the other day? Yeah, so I went to Wolf Alice at the Apollo in Manchester. Um, six pound fifty a pint there. They they were uh, they, nah. Wolf Alice are very good, very good group. Uh, also went to the uh, Night and Day Cafe, which also in Manchester to watch uh, Foxes, who were making their return after five years away. Wow, um, they they were good. And also went I went to see in uh, my hometown of Rochdale at the uh, Empire Nightclub. A Limp Biscuit tribute act, uh, <laughs> in, in in full garb as well. The uh, Fred Durst has got like the uh, old man mustache. Uh, what Durst has got now, and halfway through the performance, his mustache fell off. Oh dear! <laughs> at the, the halftime break, my mate was um, looking at the voice. Like, There's his mustache. Get get it as a souvenir. But thankfully, when uh, Tribute Fred Durst returned. Um, he come on with a, a new moustache and then sung My Way or the Highway and all, all the hits. But an excellent evening was had. Yeah, so the videos you posted from that, what were they called again? So I want to check them out, so especially that they're keeping so up to date that he's got the new sort of like dad Fred Durst thing going on. They looked absolutely hilarious. Yeah, so they were called Stiff Biscuit. <laughs> I love these uh, tribute names. I saw... Um, one advertised recently it was a uk tribute to tool called a uh, tool shed sadly I, I didn't make it along to that gig but yeah i'd love to see this uh limp biscuit tribute i thought it looked absolutely hilarious yeah. but um what about you benno have you been off to see any uh tribute bands or anything since the last time we spoke i'd like to go see some tribute wrestling mate what when were the days of undertaker 2 and the legend of doom oh yeah that's all we need frankie sloan playing x-pac uh, I, feel, I feel like that might revitalize uh, the scene if they, uh, they start doing that. Um, no, it's funny. I think it feels like everyone's got like tickets to stuff that, you know, gigs that, that was supposed to happen during the pandemic and everything's kind of piling up to, to go back to stuff. But no, no, nothing for me really, mate. I was back back in work today, um, which is great. Back in the back in the office chatting to people um, who, who all <laughs> seem to want to be there for some reason. I don't know. I quite, I prefer sitting on my couch and, uh, and watching wrestling during the day and obviously doing my job as well rather than uh, being... T- tied to a to a desk again so that's that's a bit sad um that's one thing i, I will miss from the uh the pandemic the uh the full-time worker from home but yeah other than that been all good yeah just uh kind of watching far too much wrestling mate and uh yeah that, that's pretty much it really hiding from storms Almost yeah yeah there's been a number of storms aren't there uh so oh, like the I past was... month in england it seems like there was one after the other it's like oh <laughs> now storm blah blah's past here comes storm yeah. rita or whatever on monday and you're like jesus I... christ i didn't bum i've been out for about two weeks because <laughs> i um i live on like the top of a hill so you've got no and it goes out on the sunday night so all you hear is bins crashing and like you know all sorts of rubbish flying all over yeah. the street I don't put mine out because I've got a neighbor that'll steal it, but that's a story. <laughs> on grapple, but yeah, like I, it was funny because I did that show with John and Way. We did the uh, on uh, it was great prediction. We were talking the the ROH anniversary and talking about you know what what would happen with the ROH library and then ended up getting there. Bought out by Tony Khan in the end, but like before that show I did with them, 
I was like, we were kind of sat in the pre-show and Way was like, oh, what, what you been up to, Benno? I was like, oh, I got stranded in London last week because uh, the, the, there was really bad wind and it, it you basically shut the country down. You know, we were all just sitting there watching those uh, planes land on uh, on flight TV or whatever it was on YouTube. And yeah, I couldn't get a train home. So I was stuck there for a couple of days and he was just like, wind, wind did that. Wind shut down your country. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm talking to a man from Toronto. <laughs> He's not impressed by our bad weather. <laughs> when did that <laughs> oh dear that's we're hilarious not, we're not built for it we're not, we're not, we haven't got the infrastructure to uh, to withstand anything like that it's gonna it's gonna happen and yeah but, but wheelie bins were uh, were flying all over the country weren't that week yeah well I was on the um, I mean it got to the point where I was on there's like a sort of like free NHS bus that staff can get and um, I always get that and I was on that on the way home and like it blew a gust and the bus started shaking. Everyone was like, fucking hell, is this bus going to take off? I was like, quick, get more people on it to weigh it down a bit more. But yeah, it was a, it was a bit scary coming home that day. But uh, yeah, luckily uh, the bus did make it to uh, my house. But um, yeah, like you said about gigs, though, I mean, um, it, they've sort of crept up on me. I had a load of tickets for stuff and it they all seem to be accumulating in March and March and April, because I keep getting these um, things from Ticketmaster saying like, oh, don't forget about this gig next Friday, or don't forget to go to Manchester or Leeds for this gig. And I'm like, wow, I'm literally going to like fucking shitloads of stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad they're all happening and stuff, and the bands are getting back out there and making money again. So I think it would touch and go, especially for some smaller UK bands. So yeah, really good that um, you know all this stuff's opening up and we're able to go to it again. But um as for me, also this month, I uh, you know some folks might have seen that up on Twitter. That I'm going to be, I'm going to be get the small violin out. I'm going to be calling it a day with a podcasting this summer. Um, it's not one of those sort of like I don't like wrestling anymore things. It's just you know we work and a variety of other things. I basically got too many interests outside of uh, outside of podcasting. And I'm just finding time you know really hard to come by. And as much as I still love doing the show with you guys and love being part of posts and everything, I was finding, you know, less and less prep time every month. And so, you know, I'm going to be calling it a day over the summer. I think it's it's been a good run. Um, I think I started that, um, my old network, PWN, in about 2014 to join in the law in 2017. Then obviously post after that. Yeah, so it's been a, it's been a good run and obviously been a blast. Mm. And like I said, not bowing out until the summer, you know, going to probably do another marathon stream to raise money for charity around July time. So, you know, plenty of time to thank people properly. But, you know, really going to miss doing it with you guys. And, you know, and it's been a complete honor. But like I said, we've got uh, we've got another, you know, few more British wrestling experiences to go. So let's make them let's make them good ones. Definitely. Like, yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, obviously, we, we've still got a few more months out of you, so we'll uh, we'll save the uh, the teary goodbyes to, to July. But, you know, obviously, the, you mentioned there the, the work you've done over the years that you'll be very, very proud of. Um, and, yeah, it was great to see when you uh, when you announced it on Twitter the, and people coming out the woodwork to uh, to congratulate you on, uh, on all these years of uh, of covering this scene by, by hook or by crook. And, you know, like I say, I was, uh, was lucky enough to be on the uh, the second VW with you and do, uh, do at least one episode uh, with you over on uh, on PWM Martin, so I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna miss podcasting with you, mate. Uh, I don't know something in the water this week. Apparently, you, are you and Gareth off to start like a splinter podcast? Is that what this is? is it, yeah, that's it. It's starting on Monday, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that what's coming? Is that what's really happening here? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, me and Gareth are starting our own Patreon and doing a, a rugby league <laughs> podcast.
podcast. <laughs> I know we're stealing the thunder from my retirement, Gareth, this week. God I know. It. <laughs> is it me, mate? I mean, are you, Ollie, Jamesy, is all starting like a club, Joe Lemon? Um, no, that's, uh, I choose not to take it personally. It's uh, it's you guys, not me. Um, JP, but, yeah. JP will never leave you, mate. JP will be there till <laughs> the very end. <laughs> that's it. We're, uh, we're both too stupid to, uh, to quit podcast, and I'm sure, uh, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's going to be going on for a while. But no, genuinely, like it is, uh, you know, we're going to make the uh, the next few months absolutely uh you know worth your while for, for sticking around with us through the summer and obviously we got some big plans haven't we for uh for maybe some uh some special shows we can uh we can do in that time and obviously yeah, i've got the uh, the big farewell and big knees up in leeds as well so you know our listeners can come out and uh like i said on a on grapple with it uh, which did also happen this week gareth uh, saying he's stepping away from that uh i think uh people i think the least people we can all do is uh buy your lads a pint so i expect to see you uh sprawled on the floor um by the time uh match two happens at wrestlemania i think it's the uh the only proper way to send you off oh yeah well i mean you brought it up then i mean what better way to uh send me and gareth off than coming to our live show in leeds on uh on april the third at the northern monk refectory i actually Went there this past Saturday for a little bit of a ricky and uh, you know a few beers and it's yeah I mean I've seen the photos and knew how great it looked but yeah even fantastic being there in person and that just such a brilliant place only sort of like ten minutes around the corner from the train station and that and had a cracking night out in Leeds yeah I was actually um, yeah so I mean just come join us there free live podcasts up next with David Fortman Benno and the Grapple Lads and then uh, live BWE with me Benno and Andy and. You know, tickets and all the info, grappleapp.com forward slash support. But um, yeah, I was messaging Gareth quite a bit last week and um, I was saying to him, I was like, I'm having no more than one beer in if we're watching WrestleMania till 5 a.m. <laughs> so I was trying to Lisa and I was like, are we going to get an hotel? And she went, why don't we just get the first train home? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> That's, so, that's yeah, there'll be no, there'll be no breaks, there'll be no breaks for us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared for you there. Like I, don't, I don't remember the last time I did that used to be about used to be an often thing I'd do. Like go go to like a gig in Manchester or somewhere and get that that train of Shane home in, in the morning where everyone's going to work and you're still dressed in the clothes from last night, stinking of booze. You get away with that when I was like 21. I don't know about now, um, but yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure you tell the old manager. We did that when we went to um, the only time we went over for OTT in Dublin because um, it was St. Patrick's Day weekend, wasn't it? So obviously all the hotels in Dublin had whacked the prices up. So I was like, well, um, and then someone took us out on a night out around Dublin. I was like, well, what time's the first play now? And then it was like 5am. So yeah, we managed to stretch it out. I think the bar literally kicked us out at like four o'clock. They were like, guys, we're really sorry, but you know, we have got to set up for fucking St. Patrick's Day tomorrow in Dublin. <laughs> you know, one of our biggest kind of days of the year. Yeah, so you have got to get out now. So I think we ended up going to a McDonald's that was full of Americans and then uh, catching a taxi. And then, yeah, half hour later, our flight was due. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd be doing that again in a hurry. But I came from Leeds to Sheffield in too bad. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really looking forward to that, though. It's going to be a cracking day. and really looking, Especially after going on Saturday. It's such a brilliant venue. And I'm uh, really looking forward to... Uh, ramming everybody in upstairs at the refectory. going to say, Andy, as a man who knows his beers, you, you've been to the, uh, the, the refectory before? Yeah, no, I've, I've been I've been quite a few times to the uh, refectory. Um, I did visit the uh, the one in Manchester last um, last week and I noticed that they've got a non-alcoholic range of beers on. So for anyone who doesn't drink, um, they can go for the non-alcoholic range. I think it's, it works out about £3.50 a pint uh, for them ones. But yeah, nah, fabulous venue. 
Get your tickets now. <laughs> Plus, anybody who doesn't like beer, I noticed they do like a range of cocktails and a variety of other things as well. Obviously, mm. beers, their bread and butter and stuff, but they do do other things outside of beer I and am, stuff. So, yeah. I'm conscious and promoting it. All we talk about is it's like, it's this big piss up. Like, oh, we're just, yeah. gonna, we're just encouraging. Like, just everyone just <laughs> wasted with us. Yeah. <laughs> we had a on grapple. We like we got off with a sponsorship of like, say, we didn't get it. So I can say, like, this American beer company or something like that. And I was really excited to promote it on the show. And then it all like the, the, the material, it was it, all the word and was like, oh, you can't, pl- please don't uh, talk about alcohol as the solution to a bad day or a means to have a good time or like, <laughs> or a coping mechanism. I was like, you do realize we're British, right? Like, yeah. I don't think there's any other way we talk about it. Like, what else are we going to say? It tastes good. I don't know. Like, uh, don't even think Andy and, uh, and Jeff could handle that. No, that's, hilarious. It, it, that's not our mantra. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got this. I've just got this uh, image of you having to read out all this spiel and then going, but it's great beer. Yeah, have a laugh on a Friday night and that. But yeah, yeah drink responsibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have one, have a half. Tastes yeah. Good. Tastes nice. yeah. Uh, the yeah. lightweight Americans aren't. They? What can you do? And then advertise. What was it? That um, live sort of like tasting session they did that lasted for about six hours or whatever with a top rope <laughs> brewery. <laughs> yeah, to the point where the top rope plug left halfway through. Yeah, there's might be a partner here with us and advertisers. So I don't think it quite works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you want to advertise on the uh, British Wrestling Experience, yeah, get in touch with uh, coachwrestling.com. Absolutely. Yeah, yep, we'll uh, there you go. <laughs> be more professional on this side. <laughs> So um, anyway, now we've got a lot out of the way. I mean, it's not um, as big as a month as we had last time around, obviously, having Michael Oka on the show and then that huge Red Pro Your Call show. But um, still a fair bit to get into because um, Red Pro have had a number of shows since we last recorded. Um, and we're just going to dip into a, a few matches from them because um, first up, we've got Live in, live in Southampton 16, I think um, it said on commentary on the 13th of February from the... 1865 in Southampton. Um, this was headlined by a cracking match between um, Oku and Luke Jacobs. Um, really enjoyed this one. Um, Luke Jacobs even cornered by his, um, his tag team partner, Ethan Allen here. Um, I thought it was good how Jacobs sort of like dominated the early going of the match, you know, with his size advantage and strength. But, you know, Oku kept managing to get the better of him with his speed and, you know, and his um, experience. Um, some great stuff in here, though. Oku going for a line salt only to be full on booted in the face by Jacobs. You know, they obviously still really building Oku as the never say, never say die champion, you know, never give up cruiserweight champion and he took a load of punishment from jacobs you know we stiff chops and lariats and stuff before picking up the win with um two five-star frog splashes um andy what did you think to this match yeah no i i give it um four out of five myself um i thought i thought luke jacobs looked much better in this um outing than he did against ricky knight jr in um york hall i thought that was a di- a disappointed match for me. I think I, th- I think um, you guys thought it was a really good match. I, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, at the time being there live, I thought Ooh, he's not getting much offensing on a uh, RKJ. I-, I expected much more, but now nah, this this was much more like it. And Hoku as ever, just carrying on his um, his good his good runner matches, weren't it? Um, yeah. he's excellent as an underdog, absolutely amazing. Just try to you know fight off like the big bully in Jacobs. It was a, you know, a cracking match. I, I think I, I got notified of it being a great match. I've seen uh, one of Ian Hamilton's reviews on uh, backbodydrop.com and he gave it like four and a half stars. I'm like, 
bloody hell, this is this is one to check out on on demand and duly delivered, duly delivered for me, mate. Yeah, it was one of them where like it, it was kind of what Ohu does best, which is like it's that last gasp kick out, isn't it? Like mm. there were so many moments watching it where you know you're watching it knowing clearly. Luke considering his spot in Red Pro at this point is is not going over, but Ohu just does such a great job of selling and and from like just getting those last gaff kickouts and from just about you know get getting his shoulder off and kind of yeah make, making everything look like it's his uh, it's his final moment in the match. Like he is so good at that and it, he did a great job of that with uh, with Luke. It was like yeah, it was a good for me. It was one of those good like power performances from Luke where you kind of remember like how broad he is and how big he potentially is going to be as he as he fills out and he gets all older like you said Andy as a as a bit of a, a bully in the match and yeah it kind of that's perfect for Ohu because he can be the great underdog we uh, we all know he is and yeah I maybe wouldn't go quite as high as that for me you know I'd probably go like 3.75 ish kind of range but it was a very good match for you know a South, you know it's a Red Pro live in Southampton show which you know people might not automatically uh, think is a is must watch but you know even if it's just that you watch from the show it, uh, it is worth you know 20 minutes of your time mm. yeah definitely and I thought obviously they came out and you know this this um, crowd weren't giving him much but um, I thought oh. they really got him on side towards the end of the match you know I thought the crowd sort of like got more into it as, a, as the match went on so I thought it was a shame you know it, it Sort of like halfway through when you know they were playing to quite a lot of silence, but I thought they really, really did well, sort of like bringing the crowd around. So, yeah, if you have, um, you know, if you did get a, a you know, a Red Pro subscription because of the uh, Oko Osprey match, then yeah, definitely worth uh, checking that one out as well. But, um, before the Southampton show, they had, um, before we get on to Gabriel Kidd because he was on a, a number of these shows as well, um, they held live in London at uh, 58, um, on the 6th of February, um. I'd say the best match on that show was um, Gabriel Kidd against Ricky Knight Jr. Um, I mean, those two just went L to leather from the get-go, sort of brawling all around the uh, 229 venue in the capital and, uh, you know, just training chop after chop and RKJ hitting some great offense before uh, Kidd picked up the win in just over 10 minutes. Uh, a good little scrap here, I thought, Benno, you know, in a, in a pretty good-looking venue, I thought, 229 compared to the cockpit. I think it looks like a better venue, personally. Yeah, it's a, it is it's a, it's a it's a great venue. Um, you know the the cockpit. I think you know, unfortunately, you know, to tail end of last year, kind of stopped being a factor for Rev Pro. Um, you know, obviously, I think it's such a small venue, isn't it? And I think in in COVID times, it was uh, pretty much a. I think Andy said to you, and it is into a loss leader for them to 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 run. Um, so yeah, two two nine has kind of been seems like a bit of a, a saviour for Red Pro often. We always talk about how hard it is to get to get good venues in London. I've been there twice, I, I think. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, apart from the the, the price of a, a couple of pints that I, that I had there, it was a, <laughs> it was a very good, exciting uh, London, what are you going to do? It's not really, to be fair, it's not that much more expensive than the North these days. Um, you know, definitely had a better selection than, than York Hall, so I shouldn't complain. Um, yeah, it, it's great. It's, it's very kind of small you can see that when you watch the vod you know it's quite uh the the walls like the cave-like walls are, are quite close up and you can always see the bar in the uh, in the background on the vod but it makes for a great atmosphere really and yeah it's like just a great little find really it's like a you know a, a good bar venue that you know is willing to, to host wrestling and host rev pro regularly and host 
You know, you're not talking thousands of people, but you know, uh, 100, 150 maybe uh, in there at a time. Maybe uh, you can push it higher than that. Um, yeah, it really, it really does uh, does work as a as a nice little wrestling venue when there's uh, there's so few options. It seems like in uh, in Greater London. Yeah, definitely, especially sort of venues sort of like they're willing to put wrestling on as well. Like, say, um, what did you think to the match then, Andy? Um, I thought I I enjoyed it. I mean, um, I thought kid was on a sort of like a pretty decent run you know in his um short excursion here in the uk yeah um i, I think from what has been like a short red pro run that that match at, um your call sort of like made him into a league contender like mm. oh, this is someone who's um going to be prominent at the top of the card and i thought with the uh rkj match yeah it was really 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 good uh, back and forth match um, I didn't expect Kid winning. I, I, I thought, oh, they're going to go back with RKJ maybe, mm. you know, later down the line in a couple of months. One thing I do like about uh, Gabriel Kidd is, you, you know, that bounce back lariat he does. Yeah. I think so, he gets so much force just like going um, chest first into the ropes and then hitting the manoeuvre instead of, you, you know, the silly like Nigel McGuinness way of doing it all. Uh, John Moxley, how did they do that bounce back, Larry? I think that's always mm. that always looks a bit daft, but the way Kid does it just looks so impactful. Um, oh, Nigel, yeah, yeah, uh, but no, I um, yeah, re- re- really enjoyed really enjoyed the match. I probably went for the uh, Ben O special of three point seven five. No, no, really good, and I think say about the uh, South- Southampton match as well with um, Cal Fletcher. Yeah, um, Gabriel can knocked it out of the park in uh, what was a short run in Red Pro. Any thoughts on the match, Benno, from the uh, that could be Ricky Knight Jr. match? Yeah, kind of that, really. Like Andy said, I like that it was it felt hard hitting, I like that it felt like you know, obviously we raved uh, about Gabriel Kidd coming out of uh, out of York Hall, um, and how hard hitting that particular uh, match was but yeah I think this kind of carried on that style there and it was one that was like oh if they had a bit more time you know type of match you could build up to you know on a big York Hall show or or something like that but no I really liked it it was you know you kind of you expect Ricky Knight Jr. to go over in the in these situations especially you know when uh, when Gabriel Kidd isn't going to be around and you know I think that that maybe seemed a little bit obvious watching it and maybe that the crowd weren't as loud as maybe I would have expected um for the matches you know for, for work as good as uh, what they were doing in the match um but no I they still regardless of that I had, a, I had a good little match and yeah just showed how good Gabriel Kid is the kind of carried on the story with you know with Ricky Knight Jr. You know, post match, you know, kind of you know having a you know the kind of that, that little back and forth um, with Gabe as well. Um, yeah, I really I really liked it really, and they, they kind of did a good job of you know getting um, getting RKJ you know to continue to look strong and also you know give Gabriel Kid you know that that slot where you know he's that guy who's you know in there with him and you know is can step up you know to that to that level so yeah i thought it was a a fun little match yeah because obviously sadly gabriel kid has been in the news you know for his stuff outside the ring um in the past month or so um i think it all sort of started around um he cut that you know a very passionate promo against osprey didn't he and then sort of like after that it seemingly you know uh, getting in a lot of arguments with people on twitter and then appearing on wrestle things podcast and then a little you know after that osprey tweeted himself you know not to reply to anything kid was saying on twitter and that he was trying to reach out to him then that he was 
displaying uh, troubling behavior. And then uh, Kid himself tweeted that, you know, he'd be taking some time out and he needed a rest and a lot had been going on and thanked his family and friends for the wake-up call he needed. And um, not to speculate or anything here, Benno, but it did look like everything sort of might have got on top of him and he needed to uh, take um, a break away from wrestling and social media and the like. Yeah, that's it. Oh, he didn't, you know, he seemed like you know, he was presenting himself in quite a different way than I think we were all used to seeing who he was and you kind of got a bit of that and you know in his in his odd probrits here like he yeah it does it did seem like yeah things went maybe 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 right um and the you know the, the twitter feuds he, he was getting into and the you know the meltdowns that were kind of happen over over in the, those those 24 hours and you know there were there were things that you know he said on that wrestle things podcast things that you know probably shouldn't have been let lie by the uh, the hosts on that podcast um that were you know definitely worthy of criticism but i think that criticism then kind of exploded into a a serious situation on his own side you know and you know you don't you don't like to see that and i remember kind of it was one of them where like i went on twitter and you know luckily it kind of missed the storm and just kind of saw a lot of wrestlers publicly wishing you know people to you know maybe just let like kind of leave it be you know in this one like you know the there's this is a person who who needs a needs help for for whatever reason um and you know you know people who care about him are looking after him and i think my kind of take on it at the time you know it's easy to say when you're jumping in late but was just like you know not everything needs to be you know had a, no we don't always need to take on twitter.com you know i think mm. that's that's something we can all learn sometimes that like a, a situation as serious as that doesn't doesn't need us all to weigh in and yeah you know the, the fact that he was you know, in America at the time due to, you know, that was the reason his Rev Pro run was short-lived. I had a real strong feeling he was going to be coming back to, to Rev Pro, like I say, with that Ricky Knight Jr. match where, you know, like I say, you, you really, there was every excuse in the world not to put him over and then, you know, they did and, you know, clearly I think they were looking at using him in a, in a strong way going forward but I think he's unlikely to, to be back anytime soon to kind of capitalise on that and I think that's kind of yeah, a bit of a shame as well because we were getting a bit of talk uh, on uh, on New Japan Strong as well for uh, that great match you had with Eddie Kingston too. But mm. obviously that pales in comparison to the to the real life stuff. And yeah, despite you know everything really, there's there's always a, a human being on the other end, and you just yeah you want to see him uh, hopefully get better. Yeah, because it did seem like he was going to come back and uh, challenge Osprey because it seemed to be all sort of like leading up to that, especially from that promo and things like that, didn't it? So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's like you say, it's you know worth taking time out, you know, when you need to. So um, it'll be interesting to see sort of like, you know, if and when he comes back. Um, but um, on to announcements for Red Pro. They made a number of announcements this past month. They're returning to Sheffield on May the 1st, a new venue, Network Nightclub, formerly the Plug Nightclub that's hosted shows by What Culture and Defiant before. Uh, Osprey and Aussie Open on the post for that one. It's a bigger venue than the normally one in Sheffield. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting to see that how many they can uh, pull for that with uh, sort of like the big guns from Red Pro coming up for that one. And then they've also announced... York Hall dates for May the 22nd and a two-day in August to celebrate their 10th anniversary. Um, Osprey v. Suzuki announced for the uh, May 22nd show. Suzuki been travelling a fair bit recently, hasn't he, Andy? But are uh, you excited for that match with Osprey at York Hall? Yeah, so, to, to be honest, um, for me, Suzuki's appearances um, over here, the, the couple of times I've seen him, but have been excellent. It was the um, Okada match at the Copper Box and um, the... Um, 
easy match mm. uh, at Brixton. Excuse it, me, what are you on about? He took, off, he took a card on at the copper box. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, right, yeah. Benno, Benno, Benno I'm, I'm sure, um, wasn't Hey, I'm there. Martin too. Yeah, <laughs> both me and Benno together. missed out that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll live with that one day. We'll get, we'll, we'll get ourselves to York Hall, mate. We'll sort it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, with Suzuki, I know, um, I think Ben Benno said this on Grapple about he's had these matches in America where he... He sort of turns up, does he's like, mm. oh, let you throw a punch, I throw a punch on the outside, bit of walk and brawl, get in the ring. Yeah, it's done, it's done, it's done in about 10, 15 minutes. But it, the thing is with Suzuki, it's all about his aura uh, of just seeing him live, the entrance. And yeah, yeah it, 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 should, it should be, um, should be very good. But I, th- I think for me personally, what sold what sold me on the actual show is the the first announcement Red Pro made of um, Aussie Open versus the Velocities, because that was a ma- one of the matches a year from last year uh, from Australia, and I think a few people that said, "Oh, we want this, we want that match in the UK," and lo and behold, Red Pro have uh, finally booked it now, and uh, now it's, it's it's all setting up for a, a great show. Fingers crossed on on more more great matches. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that Aussie Open's velocities announcement. It's just like, yeah, that was you know Gareth put on the on the grapple up the uh, the second best tag team match of uh, of last year worldwide. You know, the just a a match that got all kinds of plaudits and all kinds of praise, and you know featured on all kinds of best of you like. That's the that's the proper stuff. That's what you do, you know. When you got hot indie scenes, you know, you you take a match like that and you you tour it and you you know you bring it bring it to the UK and we're all gonna get get to see that match live. I think that's really cool. And yeah, I think you know Osprey Suzuki. You know, like Andy said, there, you know, Suzuki has got his formula. I wonder, you know, is he he's doing WrestleMania weekend? This like a month and a half afterwards. I don't know if he's just doing a going to carry on doing a tour of America for a a few weeks and doing uh, do he seems to love those US Indies and uh, doing that same old uh, plug and play match like like Andy said there. Maybe he's uh you know going to do do a tour, have some like on his Instagram. It's a it's a joy to watch. He just loves you know to, he's the he's the world's biggest hipster touring coffee places, trying on mm-hmm. new socks. It's uh maybe he'll bring that tour to the UK. Maybe it'll be in a an extended stay in, in Europe or something like that. But I think that the headline there is that it's a, you know, a big time New Japan wrestler other than Will Ospreay. Um, and I'd say big time, you know, not, not including the Yotsujis of the world, who's come up to do a big Rev Pro Your Hall show. Mm. And it just feels encouraging, doesn't it? If it's like, okay, here's one. Let's see who we get next, you know. Uh, and obviously we got spoiled for that in the air. Uh, the height of Brit Res and like Ishii was here every other month, and uh, you know Suzuki himself, like we said, was uh, around a little bit as well. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a good sign, really, and hopefully it means that things are returning to normality a little bit, and maybe you know might give a an inkling that 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 uh, you know the anniversary show with the like you mentioned there, Martin, the uh, the double header at your call might well feature uh, some more New Japan talent. You would be kind of the hope and, and speculation because yeah, hopefully things are headed in the da- right direction. Finally, we can uh, we can get more of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, as much as, you know, obviously we have seen, you know, Minoru Suzuki a number of times live here in the UK and obviously 
talking about his recent run in America, and you know, perhaps he has got a formula to his match. But like Andy said, you know, it is all about the aura, and it's Minoru yeah. fucking Suzuki. You know what I mean? And Osprey is, you know, the sort of guy who'll be like, nah, I don't. I'm gonna try and drag a, um, you know, a less formulaic match out of him and stuff. So I think that that should be a good one. And you mentioned Ishi there, and obviously he's um, been appearing in the US, um, not as much as Suzuki, but a, a number of times. So I'm be surprised to see him back in York all uh, sometime in the year because. Those that double header at, at York Hall, um, those two shows in in August. I mean, you mentioned there, Benno. I mean, they must be sort of like thinking at least. I know they we said on the last show they've got enough homegrown guys now to sort of like fill out cards and things like that. But Andy, they must be thinking about bringing maybe a couple of more New Japan guys over for that for those two shows. Yeah, it just got me thinking then, like, something like Ishii versus, uh, versus Michael Oku or mm. Ricky Knight Jr. would be, you know, that would be so, the sort of match I'd love to see. Maybe, maybe Luke, Luke Jacobs against uh, one of, like, the, the heavyweights or of, of New Japan, like, bringing over. You know, it's, it's, very, it's very enticing. Um, and, and, yeah, you just have to wait and see. Just have to wait and see, don't you? Yeah, I mean that. That I mean, there'd be no better sort of like underdog match for Michael Oku than getting battered by Ishii all match and then making the sort of like uh, great comeback. But yeah, certainly a, a lot of sort of like exciting stuff uh, coming up for Red Pro. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we do get for that um, for those uh, two shows in August. But um, on the other side, of London Progress have um, been announcing a ton of stuff this past month. Um, Excuse me while I take some breath while I uh, announce all the announcements <laughs> that they've made because um, they've got a chapter 130 dodge, dip, duck, dive, dodge on the 20th of March featuring the biggest match in the history of European wrestling, Coronoir against Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, and then on March the 20th, They've um, got Who Run the World at the Dome in London, an all-female show featuring DeChelsea Orient, Sasha Moss Martina, and they're also bringing uh, Trisha Dora over for a UK debut. I mean, she's been getting loads of plaudits um, over in the US. Um, March 23rd, they've got Roy Johnson's Everything Pattern featuring Jonathan Gresham against Malik. Um, that's um, a show to celebrate diversity in wrestling. Uh, Roy Johnson ran the first incarnation of that with a wrestling resurgence back in 2019, and then <laughs> On the 25th of March at the Garage in London, um, the original sort of live venue for the earlier progress shows, we've got um, the 10th anniversary show featuring Ilya Dragunov against Coronoir. And then finally, they've announced a Super Strong Style 16 is going to be held on the 3rd to the 5th of June at the Electric Ballroom. And the first um, announcement for that was Shane Strickland being the first participant. Um, a lot of announcements there, Andy. Um, any thoughts on any of these progress shows that are um, coming up before we get into uh, the implications of uh, AEW and Shane Strickland and Ring of Honor and Jonathan Gresham and the like? Yeah, well, I think they also have like a double header over the April bank holiday uh, period. So, oof, the the rife, I hate rifling through these shows. I think, well, the um, everything pattern show and the uh, women's show. Yeah, nah, nice things to. Um, celebrate the 10th anniversary weekend if um, someone's down for all three shows or, or lives in London. It's, 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 a, it's a nice add-on. Um, I think especially with the Everything Pattern show, um, I know the one with Wrestling Resurgence was like a big success, so it's, 
it's nice to see that returning. I think with that, it's going to be sort of like um, a touring thing each year. So like a different promotion is going to mm. like present it. It's not always going to be like a progress or a, a resurgence. Um, super strong style. I think that's a good thing going back to the electric ballroom. Oh, for three yeah. Because three days at Ali Pali, nobody wants that. Um, the electric ballroom being more central, especially for anyone traveling from uh, Manchester to to uh, get back home, to, like a godsend. Plus, there's more around there than uh, Alexandra Palace. Um, I just do feel at the moment it's all very much a lot of try to try to please everyone, but not much um, substance to it. That would be my take on it. Was it was it two years in a row they ran um, Ali Pali for Super Strong Cell, or did they only do that once? Obviously, it'd be foolhardy to do it now, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was t- two years that they ran it there. I think uh, when when they did run it there, I only ever went on like the uh, the second days, just because mm. of you know, like costs and everything. And yeah, it's a bit a bit of an arse getting back from Alexandra Palace back to back to Houston at the end of the show. Yeah. Oh, and I also forgot to mention for that Everything Pan show, they've got um, the Leeds' own uh, Sugar Dunkerton's coming back. I mean, Andy, he's, he's coming back for a week, and I think he's on about coming back for some more dates later in the year. I mean, you must be pleased with that. Uh, Shug D coming back over to the UK. Yeah, no, no, it's it's it's, it's great to see him uh, returning. I don't think on his uh, first um, week back that he's actually doing Tidal, but surely to hell he's going to be booked in... Uh, in Leeds for his own coming. There's got to, got to be a flat somewhere to, with his name on. He's got to put him somewhere. Maybe <laughs> the, of the Temple of Boom will uh, keep him. Yeah, I would say, you know, that you, know, you mentioned the Everton Patton show and, you know, I think I would say definitely Progress have been doing a good job of getting, you know, um, Black Asian minority being talent on on those shows um without really expecting you know backslaps for it i think that's that's been good that's been a, a real mm. positive to see and they've obviously you know you mentioned the women's show on super strong style weekend as well they've been you know stacking their shows with uh with women's matches and you know some of the best stuff from you know mtv and a progress did involve you know uh, a lot of the women that push it at the minute so i think that's that's mm. good to see um stuff that stands out for me though is just yeah i wonder what's I just can't get my head around the usage of Jonathan Gresham. Like, I can't get my head around, like, what's happening there. I think I want to say it's uh, overwhelmingly, I'd say it's a positive. You know, the fact that I think the previous regime of progress pro- probably would have shied away from this heavy use of somebody who they can't feature on WWE Network. And I don't, you know, necessarily, surprise I don't think that's a negative. I think that's, you know, that's a good thing. I think that it's good for them to kind of, yes, there's the WWE Network version of the show, but, you know, come to our on demand for the rest of the stuff. It doesn't, it's not really that different, is it, from, you know, the New Japan wrestlers matches appear on New Japan World and, you know, the rest of the Rev Pro show, if you want to see it, you've got to get RPW on demand. Obviously, there's different political reasons why it's happening, but, you know, I think that's that's okay in theory, and it, it means you know you're giving something a bit special to the live audience, and not only that, so the to your on-demand subscribers, and you're maybe not pandering too hard to the uh, to the WWE network, which has definitely been a, a criticism we've levied at uh, previous progress regimes. But I still do think it's a bit, yeah, I don't really understand that you know Gresham's over here for such a you know such so many bookings, and it's only progress using him. Um, you know, I think that's going to get even more confusing with. You know, I did kind of question it. You know, why? Why exactly can't 
Jonathan Gresham appear on WWE Network when ROH is done. And obviously the big news in the wrestling world the last few weeks has been Tony Khan, not AEW, but Tony Khan himself buying, buying ROH. So yeah, that, that's going to make that even more complicated, I think, going forward. And then, yeah, you know, Shane Strickland being, you know, so, uh, such a heavy presence, you know, if he's going to be in super strong style and he's an AEW contracted wrestler now, you can't just delete all of this is super strong style matches from the network unless mm. he goes out in round one and you just do a you know Pucci went back to his home planet like a uh, thing on the uh, on the screen to explain <laughs> why he's, he's not in the tournament uh yeah that that i know he was on the network for the last show before he got signed but yeah i don't know what they're, they're actually going to do going forward with that it's it's one of them isn't it that's the difficult position they're in where you know they can they are making an attempt to bring in Anthony Agogo as they did and and do things that aren't just, you know, what everyone expects them to basically use NXT UK cast-offs and fit squarely into that 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 WWE network slot. It's interesting to try to think outside the box and, and break down forbidden doors, but it does create all of these, yeah, these uh, these different problems, I think. For me, I think it's uh, probably just from a live perspective, isn't it? They're like, oh, we want to announce these names and, you know, have surprises like Anthony Agogo to try and draw more people into the building and try and sell out, you know, the electric ballroom and, and stuff like that. And perhaps they're just pushing it with the WWE Network. Perhaps they're just like, oh, well, you know, we'll keep sending them these tapes with these guys cut out of it and see how long we can get away with it for. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it does, it does seem very weird, doesn't it? But, um, it yeah. It strikes me that they're, you know, they're doing this just from, you know, to try and sell tickets to the live shows, and you know, yeah. God and knows it, how much they are making from WWE Network or their on-demand service. Yeah, and you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, because if they were doing the reverse and just booking Ilya and NXT UK castoffs, what would we say about them? You know, like mm. I do like that they're at least trying, but it is weird. But yeah, um, I, I know, yeah, I'll say one last note. Yeah, if you do think Karen Noir versus uh, Jonathan Gresham is the biggest match. In uh, in British wrestling history, <laughs> then maybe read the history book or watch Brit Res prior to March 2022. Because um, I've got news for you. I don't think it's the biggest Brit Res match this year. As much as I love Jonathan Gresham, as much as I love that retro ROH title, I've got one sitting right behind me on a uh, on display. <laughs> I don't think you can make that argument with a straight face. I suppose if uh, you're the promotion, you can. But if yeah, yeah, someone working in wrestling media trying to make that argument, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, crack over a history book, have a little look at cage match, maybe watch some Brit Res from, I don't know, the years 2011 through to 2017, or even before that, watch a bit of FWA. There's been bigger matches in British wrestling history, folks. But hey, it's, bit of it's, bluster. Hey. It's no Daddy versus A Stacks, is it, at Wembley? Or <laughs> It's not even Tyler yeah. Bate against Walter at Wembley Arena. No. Oh, Wembley. Oh, Wembley around Wembley. Yeah, that might yeah. that might quite be just a little bit bigger. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Zack yeah. Sabre Jr. against AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. You know, the IWGP title defended multiple times in the uh, in the UK. No, no, no. It's this. It's this, mate. It's uh, Cardinal versus Gresham for the, uh, the Progress versus ROH title. Oh, well. God loves a promoter. Uh, speaking of speaking of um, Gresham, um, did you guys have a chance to watch the uh, Dean Allmark against Gresham match from uh, Chapter One Two Nine on the twentieth of February? Uh, I was a big fan of both these guys, and especially Dino. You know, always love seeing a bit of Dino. But um, this, I don't know, this just didn't do a great deal for me. I know uh, you had a chance to watch it as well, Benno. Yeah, I don't think Grapple Gareth could pull a review out of this one. You know, he's uh, he's the man for oh, what a what a great bit of uh, limb selling in this. You know, he loves a little uh, <laughs> loves a little bit of elbow work, joint work, and manipulation in a match. But 
it's a bit of a ten minute nothing really. I didn't mm. uh, yeah, didn't really make much of a much of a, an impression on me. There was the way, you know, some some fun little kind of creative reversals and stuff, but yeah, I kind of I honestly almost went to the, I was in London that, that weekend. I think it was the weekend I got a uh, got, got stuck there because of the wind and I was gonna go purely to see Gresham and Dino because I'm I'm with you. I love Gresham, I love Dino. It was the style of match I expected, but yeah, it didn't really get going really. It it felt like no. it was like a 10 minute nothing of a match in the middle of the card and i thought it was going to be top of the card and they were gonna gonna really go for it yeah there was nice little reversals and stuff maybe you know a, a james even you know to, 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 to another retired podcast i might well have uh have enjoyed some of the bits in this match but yeah it was all a bit fruitless really and a bit bit disappointing for me uh they did the yeah an okay I'd, match i'd like to see them face off again so like more time see i was like oh well you know obviously dean dino can work like you know a variety of styles and you know and, and gresham can as well and it just seemed like they'd be tailor-made for each other but yeah they just yeah it just didn't seem to step out of uh, first gear did you manage to watch it andy um i'm too much of a tight ass to uh pay for progress on demand so <laughs> I, I, I stuck with the old uh, wwe network and i didn't see it. but when, initially when i saw the results on the actual day uh, happening and i saw 10 minutes so like Oof, that's that's mm. that's gone down like a wet fart in church hasn't it i thought yeah. I, expect, I expected rave reviews from this match i, I did catch like dino's match against car noir from manchester and that was that was probably the best match of that show. But D- mm. Dino's always been good, and it, it's oh, nice to them. see him get you know get the big stage like like a progress to show off his uh, show off his talents because it he's mm. he's been great for the last the hell, 10, 15 years he's been doing it. Yeah, like I'm glad progress kind of gone with him because it does seem like I don't know whether he was just he's a busy man, isn't he? Um, it, his Rev Pro run didn't really work out, which was a bit of a shame. But- <laughs> Yeah, like I say, it's no slight on the wrestlers in the match because I do love them both. It just didn't really work for me. But I did think it was interesting from that show, you know, like I say, them building up this this Gresham Caranoir match and they they built they brought them out at the end like it was this this big deal, you know. Again, not quite big biggest match in British history stuff, but you no, know, they they kind of, you know, have uh, I've really leaned into to this Gresham push. But yeah, I, I watched that and I watched the um the sw- the swerve Caranoir match as well, which was kind of it was interesting to see Swerve outside of uh, the WWE system. Probably not really much of a Karen Noir fan, so it wasn't uh, as interested to see uh, Karen Noir. But yeah, Swerve looked really good. It was almost mm-hmm. like, you know, he, he kind of came up with a bit of a fresh coat of paint. He wasn't just doing, you know, retro, you know, come out sing along Shane Strickland. He was doing a bit this new character that it looks like he's going to be doing in AEW. So yeah, if you progress and if if it does become a problem, use him at super strong style. That's a shame because I did think he felt like it felt fresh having him on this show. It felt, you know, the something that nobody else in, in Brit Res is offering right now is to the chance to see, you know, someone like a Shane Strickland in in big featured matches. So I, I did think that was a that was a, a canny move. Yeah, it's definitely good to have him back, isn't he? Because, um, you know, you, you forget with so much going on in wrestling, but he was like a staple on a lot of British wrestling shows, weren't he? Especially yeah, sort of yeah. teaming with Ryan big. Smile and, and Osprey and the like. And they had some bangers on, like even smaller Red Pro cockpit shows and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it is really good to see him come back. And hopefully, you know, despite him signing with AEW, you know, he'll, he'll do some more dates over here as well. Definitely. Yeah. He's, he's very underrated, I think. Problem's going to be, you know, AEW <laughs> are, uh, are on a signing spree, aren't they? And they've got him, so let's hope he they use him and give him give him time. Because yeah, I was kind of looking forward to him having a 
you know, a long indie run um, and seeing, so like I say, seeing him back over here and yeah, you know, seeing a lot of uh, of his great matches here. But yeah, let's hope he's uh, he's still got time in the calendar to to make super strong style sixteen if the uh, if the politics don't uh, don't get in the way of that one. Yeah, definitely It'll be interesting to see what does happen with that one. But um, moving over to Germany and uh, WXW World their annual sixteen karat gold. Uh, weekend uh, this past weekend and i know you two have been a number of times and they were streaming half uh, you know on they were streaming it sorry this past weekend um did you not fancy it this year nothing sort of like uh jumping out to you andy about uh 16 karat i know uh, a few people managed to make it over but it didn't seem like the big sort of like massive irish and uh, english that normally go over there yeah i think for me it was mainly just all the restrictions and that and just thinking, oh, it's probably too much arsing around to uh, get over there. But no, I've got to say I was following it, not from a watching standpoint on um, WSW On Demand, but just seeing all the results coming in and people talking about it on Twitter. You know, got a bit of FOMO about it. But I think one thing with with WSW is they have invested a lot of time in building their own talent. Sounds very familiar to uh, Rev Pro and you know, to see it, you know, blossom into what it did over the over the three days, you know, WXW have got to be commended on it and not really dipping into much of the WWE relationship, uh, which, you know, they could do, like uh, like they did two years ago on that on that third night where it was the Brits and the Irish felt it was like <laughs> the, death, the death of uh, WXW when... Alexander Wolf come out as the third man, but no, it, it's 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 really refreshing to see them put um, some time into their own talent, and you know, similar to uh, I know I know it's probably not one of Benno's favourites, but like ICW have done the same. Um, I've I've seen a few of their shows on their network, and they put over a lot of the newer guys instead of relying on what they can do, like a Wolfgang or a Jack Jester or Shar Samuels from you know. NXT UK and beyond. Um, it's just not, it's nice to see these promotions not relying on on, on their um, you know relationship with the Fed. Yeah, it, it, that that's kind of the thing I heard a lot from a lot of people that like the WWE cloud was you know not there. You know they didn't really feel that that presence or feel that pressure. Almost like yeah, WXW were on an island just doing their doing their own thing. And yeah, it sounds like you know cause the the lineups when you know exactly star heavy you know i know i know there was you know complications and covid and you know biff Busick didn't make the uh the, the trip in the end and there's you know there were there were issues but you know it, it was very much a a lineup of of names that i think most people outside of hardcore you know wxw fans or, or german wrestling fans there were a lot of names people weren't aware of but yeah you know look looking through the results and hearing the 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 reviews of you know people uh, coming back and you know the i know the pharrells were watching that uh that the that vod stuff that was not quite live but was almost live like i think they were putting half the show in there like halfway points and then the rest when the show finished um that they were watching that and were were raving about um the, you know the, the matches there and uh, and what wxw had done as far as putting their foot forward so yeah it sounds like there's interesting stuff happening jonathan gresham is the, the man of the moment so you know absolutely makes sense for them to put him over and it was just yeah it was to be honest it was just nice you know andy mentioned the fomo there it was it was just nice to see you know a lot of the uh the brits and uh and irish despite everything these last two years making that trip and 
you know the uh, the, the standard um, photo at the end of uh, of everybody. It looked uh, looked a little bit quieter, but you know I was definitely uh, feeling that FOMO and that jealousy that I didn't make the trip. Um, yeah, for me, for me, a WXW weekend there isn't the same. You know, an all an all seated venue with those you know the restrictions mm-hmm. Andy mentioned isn't quite you know what I want out of it. I want to you know I want my feet to be sore by day three, and I want to be able to to nip out for a for a McDonald's or a kebab from the kebab van at uh, at any moment I want and kind of wander the venue and uh, you know enjoy the social side of things but yeah everybody who went seemed to enjoy it seemed to enjoy the setup and it was as looked as high quality as uh, as it ever does you know there were definitely no despite the slightly smaller at- attendance no no skimping on the uh on the quality production that, that wxw um is known for but yeah it uh, sounds like tag league later, uh, later in the later in the year is going to be um from the smaller turban hollow which is which is fair enough with the way things are but I do hope that yeah, you know, once we get to that and get to to carrot next year, it's a uh, it's Germany with much less um, you know restrictions, and we can we can all make that trip again, and it can be as uh, busy and uh, and feel like that that destination that it was, you know, from twenty sixteen ish onwards uh, these last few years. So Benno, what do you think they can do to sort of like draw you back into sort of like the way that you were? Is it was it just sort of like the way the world is at the minute with the restrictions and the seating, or or would? Or can the promotion do more sort of like draw you back into, you know, heading yeah, out there? There was a bit of grumbling, you know, when, you know, the car in a while, yeah, where, you know, it did feel a little mm. bit like, I think we were all wearing our tinfoil hats, though. We all thought he was headed to, to the NXT UK and that didn't come to fruition. So it was just WXW really liked them and pushed them hard. And I know that wasn't for everybody who, who made that trip that year, but I think that was a minor grumble. I think everyone kind of still had a good time and still enjoyed yeah. it. I think we'd have all still been going really if it wasn't for uh, for the pandemic. So I think I think that's the main thing. And obviously they put a lot of time into, you know, revamp shotgun and a part of, you know, a lot of time into, you know, the, the empty arena shows they did and trying to get over go over young wrestlers. So they're doing all the right things. And yeah, I think once once things open up and, you know, they can bring in even you know other big names and yeah, you know, make them feel like, you know, big star lane weekenders again, I think they will probably, you know, encourage more people like us to to make the trip. But I think most of it, yeah, it's just the it's the ability to make that trip. Because even that said, you know, uh, going off what the you know the Pharrells were saying, it sounds like you know maybe it was a positive, you know, that like going back to basics a little bit, um, and maybe not being so so heavy on you know the the import crowd and being forced to maybe lean into their own roster a bit. Maybe there's a there's positives to be uh, to be said for that as well, but. If we're all honest with ourselves, you know, I think we're all going for the piss up. We're all going for the uh, the social <laughs> occasion. So uh, I think, yeah, I think we'll all be hopefully there back back next year, and uh, you know, normal business can resume. Yeah, when sort of stuff's opened up, sort of like full time. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of people will be more inclined to make the trip. But um, just a couple uh, smaller news stories before we head out of here. Um, seems Andy that um, a kid is uh, America bound. Seems that he's going to be appearing on NXT 2.0. I mean, he'd um, done a fair bit in NXT UK. Do you see him being a full timer over there? Yeah, no, I was surprised at um, seeing that um, um, this week. That, yeah, good, good on him. I, I do think he is one of Shawn Michaels' favourites. Oh, I think Shawn Michaels has come out and into saying, "Oh, that a kid's like going to be really good." Um, I think his time in NXT UK, he's been definitely one of the ones mm. who's improved for his time in that in that uh, promotion. Um, he's he's come a long way from losing the dark match on, um, I think it was before Takeover against Joseph Connors of all people. Um, he's hey. come a long, a long way from that. Um, 
But yeah, no, I think he's facing Kashida in um, his first match on NXT 2.0. And now Kashida, Kashida, good God, he's someone who um, the Fed have not known what to do with. Mm. Um, They've stuck him with that bloody Ikeman Jiro fella who's terrible, absolute dog shit. Uh, But (laughs) I'm I'm sure he'll do well for three or four months and... He's, he's, a top, he's a top Spanish wrestler and all, all that. They'll hype all that up and then just forget about him. He'll be yeah, named after yeah. all by uh, two weeks in. It's coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I think it's... Uh, I mean, it's got to be better, hasn't it, than being stuck in NXT UK. We all, how many times did we all moan about how oh, hey, kid had years left on the Indies? And to be fair to him, the Indies all died. Um, you know, not soon after he uh, he signed the contract. So I'm sure he's enjoyed the uh, the cushy living of uh, NXT UK these last couple of years. But yeah, you know, he's a very very talented wrestler, and we were all raving about him on the Indies when he was you know doing those matches and Mike Wolf with Osprey and uh, and Zach for for a reason. And you know, NXT two point is not exactly to uh, so I don't think to any of our tastes uh, at this point with what it is, but it's definitely a better shop window. I'm sure it's a better quality of life, and he'll probably have better mm. opponents as well. So yeah, let's let's just see how they fuck it up. <laughs> so, so, someone said on um, Twitter that will probably turn him into the next um, El Matador. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> It's coming. It wouldn't surprise you, would it? Yeah, especially what they've done with Walter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, um, speaking of our brand, not much exciting happening sort of like recently, but I do want to talk the recent um, NXT UK Championship match between Ilya and the former Ben Carter, who is now Nathan Fraser. Um, I mean, for a match that I put on while I was eating my tea, you know, when you're not really concentrating on anything, um, I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, just Ilya leathering. <laughs> <laughs> Ilya leathering 10 bells out of Fraser as they flipped around the ring. I mean, the result was never in doubt, I don't think, Andy, but I still enjoyed this all the same. It was similar to what you know with there, you know, A-Kid being sort of like the bright spark um, of most sort of like NXT UK shows and having decent matches with people. But yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this one. Yeah, with, with um, Ben Carter and Nathan Fraser, um, I thought he had a better match against Walter. I seem to enjoy that one more. And then this, not to say that this match wasn't a good one. It's probably the best match in the last four weeks of Empty Arena NXT UK, which, God, as I, I, know, I know there wasn't much of a crowd before that with about 20 or 30 people there, but God, it, miss, it has missed a crowd. Um, it, I thought it was funny with um, Ilya's music's gone. Um, oh, yeah, and they've changed and they've changed the name of um they're no calling it they're no longer calling it the torpedo Moscow, are they? So obviously that's that's clearly yeah, something yeah, yeah. to do with um you know the conflict in, in Ukraine. Yeah, and he's also got he's also gained a Ric Flair robe as well, like a mm. like a red bathrobe. <laughs> like, God, where's this Ilya you come from? Uh, but no, he you look more of the aggressor here. Generally in Ilya matches, it's been like him getting beat down, screaming a lot, and then eventually coming back and winning. Uh, I think I went 3.75 on a grapple for this match. Good lad. Um, Bloody hell, you are turning into Benno, aren't you? Turning into a star with us. No, no, but I've, uh, with with the uh, Walter match, I think I went 4-4 four, four and a quarter, and that was like, way better than what this yeah. one was. Nathan yeah. Fraser just has his level. I, I just wonder when will he actually end up going back to the States um, because he just has that mid-card feel of like, oh, he'll put in a great match, but yeah, 
he's not he's not going to be win any any titles anytime soon. Any thoughts on this one, Benno? Didn't see. Another NXT no. UK. Sorry, I just tried to sneakily send you a message telling you that, but yeah, I'm just a bit, <laughs> I didn't watch NXT UK. Sorry. <laughs> you're, living up to your, you're living up to your thing. What was it when he signed that you thought that you know oh, there's a wrestler I'm never ever going to see again? So, um, <laughs> so you just <laughs> well, I got Rip Pro on demand and Progress on demand this month. I did my homework, uh, but no, I didn't, uh, didn't bother with it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. I did see the, the Walter match, and it was very enjoyable. And I would share, you know, Andy's kind of take on that that he does feel like. Just another guy um, at this point. The uh, the former again, Ben Carter. He's a, he's just such an indie style wrestler mm. that mm. he's he such a good fit for AEW, and it just it was really unfortunate. I think he had a visa situation, didn't he? Or he was he was on a student visa in the US. I don't think he even got paid for his his AEW appearances. I think is uh, is the story there. And I think Seth Rollins has put in a good way to get him in the WWE system. But let's he should hopefully put in a good way to get him that A kid fast track to uh, to proper mm. NXT because he is yeah getting a little bit lost in the. It's, it seems like uh, but yeah it, it felt like the you know the, the credit i'll give it it felt like the last great walter match yeah um, so you know depending on how gunther's career goes so you know at least he's got a uh, he's got that um that he can uh he can say he's done but uh yeah yeah not watching nxt uk this week sorry mate <laughs> still uh, still can't get it still can't get out with still calling him gunther still not um still not gone in my head yet still always calling him walter but i suppose um Sticking with back WWE. on the in the summer, mate. It'll be fine. It'll yeah, be fine. Be back before you retire from podcasting. Don't worry. Yeah, it'll be it'll be at that uh, Red Pro show in August. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but speaking of, um, of WWE, um, PW Insider reported um, sort of like we've talked about it a few times on the show. The big sort of like WWE um, Stadium Super Show. The apparently the date rumored for that's going to be the third and fourth of September. And I had a look last time. Um, the pay per view was last year, September, was um, Extreme Rules. Do you think, Andy, do you think if they do run a stadium show over here over that Labor Day weekend as it, as it is over in the States, that we are going to get like a, a pay per view or it's just going to be like, um, you know, some kind of special event with Drew Galloway headlining it? It'd be something similar to one of them Saudi shows, mm-hmm. won't it? Just just like the, the, the level of like intrigue like that. But no, I'm just. <laughs> Would I see him filling like eight eighty thousand at Wembley? Mm. They'll struggle a bit. Mm. Um, I think, I think the rumor was more of them doing it at Millennium Stadium, but it's still a big old stadium to fill as well. On yeah. top of that, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think it would be a struggle in in, in like all out that weekend as well. Mm, I'm not you know, sure. for a, for a, it, is, yeah, it always is Labor Labor Day weekends. Yeah, it is their weekend. So just a coincidence, though, Andy. Like, just oh yeah, it's um, always a coincidence <laughs> with planning these big events against uh, rivals. Um, yeah, yeah. I think what's you know, it does it does look promising that they will run that something there because they did that. You know, get your entrance with. Um, Dad and lad, Tyler and uh, Trent, and the street profits like the like the other mum. So, looks like they could be having something in the works. They seem to be getting in there quicker than what uh, Big Tone is with uh, the AEW Super Show. Yeah. Oh yeah. What was that? Was it, was it next to like um, a tube station? They were just like running up and attacking people as they came off the tube, saying, "Who come and have a WWE Superstar entrance?" It's, you know, I was watching the video for that. I was like. 
Were they just grabbing people as they got off the shoe? Or did people actually turn up for this thing? Yeah, it was um, <laughs> yeah. really weird. No, I think, I think, I think they were, as soon as you get off the tube and pass the Premier in, you had uh, two homeless lads, Mustache Mountain, like, accosting strangers, like, all right, have you want a bit of an entrance <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have grabbed them, took them to the BT Sports studio, and wouldn't be uh, you know, better than empty arena right next to the UK, you know, as well. Get yourself a crowd. Um, no, I, I do think like that AW show's got to be coming this year. Like, I think you know, there's been a lot, you know, obviously, we're coming off the back of a big AW pay per view week, and there's always the argument, you know, do AW stack these, you know, these shows a bit too much with having four a year? You could absolutely make the argument to add a fifth in and either be a, have it be a, the big UK show. Could you could probably get away with it once a year or a big European show once a year? I suppose that we don't always have to get it, but uh, or just a big special show they do once a year and you know in different locations. Like, I feel like that's got to be coming. Um, but yeah, it's still uh, still kind of radio silence on it, isn't it? Every time Tony Khan's pushed on it, he doesn't really have a have an answer, just that it's coming soon and that he he really really likes Clavin Cottage. I think was what he said in the uh, the presser <laughs> for uh, for this latest pay per view. So I think it's definitely going to be there. It's just yeah, a question of when, but. You know, there's a small window, you know, the, the mm-hmm. summer period between seasons seems to be the, the one you would expect. And, yeah, we've not heard anything yet. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've been talking about them and they were, didn't Cody or Tony Khan say that um, Fighter Fest last year, you know, pre-pandemic, they were planning on having that in the UK last year. So it was definitely like a, a smaller type pay-per-view they were on about running over here. So, yeah, it's like you say, the window's closing in for them to sort of announce anything because we're in March already. So it will be interesting to see if they do sort of like aim for the summer or maybe, I don't know, um, what, what, the World Cup's on this year in, in the winter time. Maybe around that, that the the stadiums will be free because there'll be no football running over here. I would have thought. So um... I, I I only got some bovril on Martin, you know, to keep warm in December. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, just um, another story that was um, that came up this month as well. Uh, Session Moth Martina, she's made her uh, AEW debut on Dark against uh, Ruby Soho. Where uh, I'm assuming she still got some kind of work visa for the US from a time in ROH that kind of got cut short because of the pandemic. Um, were you surprised to see her name come up um, in association with AEW, Bennett? Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? I, I saw the spoilers and it was just like, is she? Really? Like, what? And nothing about it. I don't know whether it was just a case that she was in the country and, you know, knew someone who knew someone and they talked her onto the show because, yeah, or well, maybe Tony Khan's just a big session of Martina fan. But, <laughs> yeah, I did see her big enough the fact that she's the uh, the first Irish talent uh, in AEW. And I, I was thinking about it. Yeah, I think that is true, isn't it? I don't think there is a, you know, mm. rather, obviously, a mixed success, <laughs> to say the least, with a... Uh, some of the Brits they've uh, they've used, but yeah, she she will be the first Irish talent there. So even if it is, you know, a, a dark match, um, yeah, I'll that one. It'd be just to the you know use it in the coming weeks. So she's there. Maybe she's there for a long stay. You know, coming up to to Supercard of Honor. Um, I don't think there's been any any news out uh, exactly on on why she's there. And it's certainly a foot in the door, isn't it, Andy? As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not get your foot in the door whilst you're on holiday? Um, <laughs> to be honest, it. it I seen the match um, last night, and it 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 wasn't too bad for the three four minutes. Is it was just listening to Mark Henry and Big Show commentating on a Martina match. It's just like some bizarre old world going on there. But it's a sort of I would say Martina's character is a sort of character you do see on your dark and your dark elevations for maybe like six weeks and. 
two months, and you could easily see her popping up on a on an actual dynamite show or a rampage, just like as a one off appearance. I think I think she'll find work there definitely, and well, she'll be over there for uh, WrestleMania in April. I would I would mm. be guessing, so it could be a long stint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if she does get more um, on more cards and stuff. But um, so that wraps us up for this month. Unless either of you guys have got any sort of like things you want to uh, chat about or get off your chest or anything, um, take that as a now. Um, <laughs> um, so plugs. You do an Andy. hour on the best, the biggest match in British wrestling history if you want. So I can keep going. Yeah, um, Andy, um, um, new podcast started up um, this past week. Yeah, I've had uh, I've come out of retirement after six weeks. Um, you're like the Terry Funk of uh, Brit Rest podcasting. Um, <laughs> Told you it wasn't dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we started off uh, the uh, G- GCP podcast. No one knows what it stands for. It's just trying to get away from graps and claps. No, that that name's mud now in uh, in Brit Rest. Uh, but no, st- started that back up. Um, I've done a Cheltenham Festival preview, as that's uh, coming up in the next uh, week or so, uh, which I'll be visiting for the uh, first day. Paid a Any sum of 70 quid to get in and also Oof. a 70 quid train ticket down there. So uh, I've got to, I've got to have about six winners to <laughs> pay for that. But um, yeah, no, done a preview of that. And we've got a look back at WCW 2000, starting that up again, um, doing uh, Super Brawl 2000. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still not very good. Um, you can follow it anyway on uh, Twitter at GCP podcast one and also follow me at oggy part three on twitter and uh benno always a lot going off at grapple towers um each month isn't there yeah that's it um obviously um grapple gareth is uh is taking a, a step back and you know won't be as uh involved in the podcast stuff but yeah me and jp are idiots so we'll be uh continuing on um at the end of it all mate there'll be there'll be me there'll be jp and there'll be the ogdens we'll uh we'll always be standing brit rest podcast and we'll never die um but yeah we'll be keeping busy we we did a um we were picking the good era of WCW. We started our, uh, we did a series, we started a series called Month One. Uh, we looked at the first month of, uh, of WCW Monday Nitro um, from way back in uh, in 1985. That was a that was a lot of fun to uh, to go back down memory lane and look at. You know, see the uh, the Luger debut again. You know, Lager Pillman and lots of other uh, fun stuff on that first month. Inexplicably Sabu. Um, which we all forgot was uh, involved in uh, those early days of uh, of Nitro. So yeah, we had a, a lot of fun doing that podcast that uh, we recorded. Uh, me, JP, and, uh, and Matty Edwards, who you might hear a little bit more of on the uh, on the Patreon side, did uh, did an episode of Five to One. Um, recorded it yesterday. I'll be adding it once we're once we're done here, where we were talking our Five to One uh, best angles um, of all time, and you can probably guess based on the uh, the versus episode me and Matty did. Bit of disagreement um, on that one on our different <laughs> list, but also maybe more agreement than the than you would expect back so yeah that's up there too but other than that yeah the uh the grapple train will keep rolling on and um, we've got a grapple spotlight uh out uh every monday and yeah this week uh, we did uh, a big review of uh aw revolution to uh to commemorate uh gareth's last uh regular episode with uh, with us that i'm uh, definitely uh, particularly proud of that uh, people can check out wherever podcasts are sold yeah definitely always a good value um so definitely check that out and uh, something before i get into sort of obviously me and andrew are going to be back in a couple of weeks with bushby and thompson's wrestling adventure and of course 
live show April the third. Tickets and info refalab.com forward slash support. But um friend of the show and post wrestling contributor uh, Mark Buckledy, he's got um, a new project on the go where must see matches project it's called um i think it's sort of like a thing to compile a list of must see pro wrestling matches and uh, it's generated by you the wrestling fans so you know feel free to send him suggestions via dm i think it's at must see matches and yeah just if you've got a uh, must see matches you want and add into this project that mark's putting together or, or the list that he's putting together then you know before be sure to follow them on twitter and uh and, you know, sending some must-see matches. So um, he always seems to have some interesting projects on the go, Mark. So I thought I'd give that a little plug at the end. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what these must-see matches that uh, come out of this project. So, yeah, looking forward to see that. And, um, of course, all roads lead to postwrestling.com. Check out all the great stuff that's going on there. Um, seems to be new contributors coming up every week and month and always... Um, Great stuff, either written or via audio. And um, that's it for us this month. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See you in Leeds. Bye. <laughs>